overs, unders, spreads, lines, favorites, dogs. We love them all because we love the action. This is Cyclone Fanatics Action Fanatics Podcast. Presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Wild Rose Casino and Resort. Your weekly look at the games and lines we love. Listen in, take notes, and put a little action in play at the DraftKings Sportsbook at Wild Rose Casino and Resort in Jefferson, Clinton, and Emmitsburg. Visit wildroseresorts.com for more info. Must be 21 or older. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Let's do this! Now, please welcome your hosts, Chris Williams and Todd Kirk. All right, Action Fanatics, welcome to Championship Week for college football. I don't even know what number week it is. I think I've given up on that like three weeks into the season. Um, and as you can tell, this is not Chris Williams. Chris is uh, Chris has got his butt planted in some sort of uh, land yacht or something like that on his way to the Big 12 Championship in Dallas. I've seen pictures. Kind of looks like he's riding in a, in a suite. Um, so apparently... Uh, He's got plenty of money, so I guess we don't need sponsors anymore. Uh, All joking aside, we have a great sponsor. That is DraftKings Sportsbook at Wild Rose Casino. Want to thank those uh, folks for being a part of our podcast since its inception. And again, I think we're looking at some, uh, uh, probably some cool things coming up here uh, as bowls get started and college football championships and uh, the NFL. I guarantee you there's going to be ways to make some, uh, some free money. Also, make sure you get there to Jefferson. My plan is hopefully we can get something set up for bowl season, if not uh, pro football first week of playoffs where uh, the action fanatics are up there and and we can get some people to come up. Maybe, hey, maybe we'll take a land jet. So here's what I did since I am not a good Chris Williams. I decided to lean on somebody I've never met. And uh, with me today doing the pod is going to be Jonathan Schaefer. You guys may know him. From WOI TV5, he is the sports director. I want to make sure I get that right, John. Did I? Yeah, you nailed it. Nice. Uh, so, John, is uh, actually you're coming out of really good lineage there. When I first worked at the iCubs in the uh, mid-'90s, there was Keith Murphy. Obviously, you got the godfather, John Walters. So uh, something tells me uh, your star is going to be bright, my friend. You're, you're following some legends. I had big shoes to fill, but uh, I'm hoping it pays off for me. No, you guys do an awesome job. It just I got to get DirecTV to figure out the freaking contract so we can get you back on. Get get that antenna going if you don't. That is ridiculous. Anyway, we'll get to that. So thanks to John for joining us. John is uh, um, John's a local product. You know, grew up uh, – actually, we grew up pretty much in the same neighborhood, the Roosevelt neighborhood. Uh, John went to the University of North Dakota. Uh, they have the same logo basically as Notre Dame. They just elongated it. Um, they're not very creative up there that far North, uh, but all joking aside, we're lucky to have, uh, John with us. He started his career out there and is now back home and, um, we're lucky to have him. So John, really the goal today, like I was telling you, uh, I kind of figured let's just focus on these college football games since there's so many championship games so far, knock on wood, none of the championships games that I've seen have been canceled, which is a good thing. Obviously, a lot of these other games have, like Iowa and Michigan and, and things like that. So um, we're going to start with Friday and uh, just go down the line if you're good with that. Yeah, let's do it. All right, rock on. So out of the gate Friday, 
actually, there's three conference championships going on. Uh, first one in the Pac-12. Um, they had to bring in Oregon because Washington couldn't play. I don't know about you, John, but I think the Pac-12 is an absolute joke this year. Um, yeah. You know, and it's somewhat kind of like the Big Ten, uh, but, you know, you have to bring in a, a replacement team to play USC. Uh, the line's USC three and a half, uh, looking at an over-under 63 and a half. What are your kind of thoughts about the Pac-12? Oregon coming off of two losses in a row, that doesn't bode well for them coming into this game, in my opinion. USC is the best team in the in the conference. I, I don't know if three and a half is a great number if you want to take a dog here. I actually think USC covers this probably by a touchdown at least, um, just based on how Oregon's been playing. They've really struggled as of late. When you're losing to Cal, who is just garbage this year, um, that doesn't give me a lot of confidence heading into this game. So I, I, I like USC here at the three and a half mark. Yeah, I mean, I hate to uh, I hate to kind of take the first one and go like, okay, I'm with you, but I, I really am with you here. I've, I watched USC a couple of times, one being last week against UCLA. That was one of the better games this year. I, You know, even though it's garbage and how they handle their season, what they've had to done, I understand. Like, they're under the pressure of California as a state, which is probably the most hardcore when it comes to, to COVID and what's going on, but um, – this USC team just finds a way to win. And this is not the Oregon, you know, the Chip Kelly, Oregon. Um, it really is a different team. And even looking at the, the differences, um, the only thing that freaks me out is everybody's on USC. So you got 73% yeah. of the bets, 93% of the money. Um, so I agree with you having watched them. This team will come back. They did against Arizona state. Like that game was over. One of my best bets in the first week that they got out was Arizona State getting 11 and a uh -huh. half. They, they covered, but I don't remember that game. <laughs> USC ended up freaking breaking their hearts. Yeah. No, it's just one of those situations where, again, public money, yeah, sometimes you got to fade the public, especially when it's that strong. But I, I just – Oregon is not, like you said, the Chip Kelly era. They aren't even the team we thought they'd be coming into the season because weren't they a top 15 or top yeah. 20 team coming into the year? Like, talk about a letdown. Yeah, their quarterback hasn't impressed me. I don't know how you pronounce his name, Slough or Slough or whatever. He's yeah, it's just yeah, it's it's not the same. I think you know we spent enough time there, but I think you you know we're both we're both looking at. I put kind of a nudge to USC from my standpoint, yeah. and also look at the second half just based on what I've seen out of USC. Say they're down, like I would look to put money on them second half. Um, you know, maybe even some live betting opportunities on that game as well, because they will come back. They'll find a way. Yeah. What, what's um, the over-under number again? One more time six, really quick. 63 and a half. I'd, you know, if you're not looking to take, you know, USC or Oregon there, I might take the under, to be honest. I don't – neither offense is super prolific, and Oregon's defense does give up points, but this is a game that could set up as possibly a blowout, if you think about it. So, I mean – I, I don't know if Oregon gets theirs this game. I think USC might, but I don't see that getting above the 60 number. Yeah, I was. That's uh, that is a high number. Average points. Let's see, 53 here. <laughs> well, here are the last few scores between these two: 56-24 Oregon, 45-20 yeah. USC, 48-28 Oregon, 62 <laughs> 62-51 Oregon. So you're saying the under is bound to hit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the one time it did hit, the number was set at 77, John. So, okay. 
Yeah. They, so, these guys, these guys team, you know, they, I don't know. I mean, like you said, they lost to Cal scored 17, but they lost to Oregon state scored 38. So yeah. Uh, let's see, 35, 43, 38, 38, 17. That's Oregon scoring. And then uh, USC, 43, 38, 33, 34, 28 in that first game when they beat Arizona State. Yeah, so, I mean, it's that that's a tough number there, too. I, I lean over or lean under. Um, okay. But, again, Pac-12 is, is a bit of a cluster right now. I agree. I agree. All right, on to Conference USA. Um Quite frankly, I think this is probably the worst game out of all of them. It's UAB <laughs> playing at Marshall. So in this instance, this game is at Marshall. This is literally a yep. home game for them. Marshall's four and a half point favorites here uh, at a line of 41. Any uh, Anything sneak out to you here, John, on this game? I actually have kind of followed Marshall a little bit this year. I have a, a peer in the business who is a graduate of Marshall, and I've, I've actually enjoyed watching them a little bit. Um, you know, they, they've kind of fizzled at the end there. Not, I was hoping they'd complete the, the perfect season and say, you know what, we're the next coastal, but that didn't happen. Um, so, you know, I, I might lean Marshall a little bit there again, not a great matchup. It's at Marshall. I think travel has been a big factor this year, to be honest. So four and a half, I, I like Marshall on that line too. I know I'm taking favorites here back to back, but I, I like Marshall. Yeah, I was looking at this game, too. Marshall really late. I mean, that was a – I think a lot of this line has to do with them losing and then not even scoring against Rice at home. Yeah. Um, you know, that was ugly. And I'm not sure where that came from. I think there was some COVID. Uh, but what I looked at, which really struck me, was that low total. Uh, it's now up to 42. And I just wanted to look and see where these teams were because they both played eight games, which is something to say. Uh, yeah. for a smaller conference during COVID. And um, I love – I mean, I, I don't even have to watch this game. I love the over. I'm just going to yeah. blind bet this over. If you can get it at 41 and a half, that's even better than 42. I would play it at 42. Uh, yeah. If it gets to 42 and a half, just because I really don't care all that much, I probably wouldn't even bet it. That's how much I really am stuck on this number. Um, yeah. Again, these are Friday night games too, but uh, these teams could get – they could get over 42 freaking points. I mean, Marshall's done, even though they went scoreless at home against Rice, 42, 51, 20, 35, 38. And then we've got uh, 42, 21, 37, 24, 34, 21 um, for UAB. At 42, I'm not sure where that's coming from. I know yeah. there's an average points per game in this, but these game, these teams have played um, – at least well enough for me to, to warrant that as a love out of anything. That's probably one of the few loves that I'll have. You're probably not going to find a lower total this, this week in championship games either. So, I mean, as a blind play, I actually like that idea too. Yeah. Since he Tulsa gets in the 42 40s also, but not, not 41, 42. Um, yeah. That just seems a little bit easy and it's a home game for I mean, Marshall. So I could see where it's camp conference championship. It's at their home thing, you know, Four and a half. You might be sneaky tough, though. Those guys are sneaky yeah. tough. And Marshall Rice, you know, part of you has to wonder, COVID, obviously, but, you know, maybe Marshall figured it's in the bag. Let's just rest our guys, chill a little bit. You know, it's it's not the end of the world if we lose to Rice. Look, you're still playing the home conference championship game. So, I mean, the thundering herd have, 
have really looked good outside of that game this year. And so I, I think they have no problem putting up 30 themselves. Then you just yeah. need UAB to put up a couple touchdowns. Yeah, and they've done that every game this year. That's what I like about that over. Um, yeah. All right, on to the best game Friday, obviously, is the MAC championship. You've got Ball State. They're getting 13 and a half uh, from the Buffalo Bulls. The <laughs> over-under is uh, at an astronomical 67.5, which is the second highest over-under in these championship games next to the SEC. Obviously, uh, I love the Mac. Um, I was uh, – um, I think Ball State was kind of a surprise. Not really. I think Plitt – is, is such a good quarterback. I think he ended up first or second team honors in the conference. Um, they've got a good team. These guys don't give up. That's what I like about this game um, in terms of the over. I know 67 and a half yeah. is a lot. I nudged <laughs> the over because it's the Mac, but I really, really, really close to a love, but I really like Buffalo. Um, they have been able to handle everybody and, and even, Teams kind of like uh, a ball state, like a Western Michigan. Um, they've been able to beat by this number. Buffalo's yeah. Buffalo's offense, I know it's a running game, but Van Trees has got just such a good handle on what to do and when to do it. Like, they haven't really had to do much more than hand the ball off to 21-5, uh, and five, but um, I don't see this being any different. There's no way to me that this is going to be a low-scoring game. 67 might be, uh, you know, close to it. But I'm going to nudge the over, and I really like Buffalo, especially at 13-and-a-half. Yeah, and, you know, it's funny you bring up the over, and we're agreeing probably too much right now because I like the <laughs> over here too. Um, and, and the reason why is I've you watch Buffalo play, they're going to put up their, their nation's best 51-plus a game, right? But the other aspect of that is it tends to be a track meet early on in these games. You know, it's a lot of back and forth when Buffalo's playing. From what I've seen, the Bulls give up a lot of first half points. It's that second half where they tend to pull away because teams just can't keep up with the shootout style that, that's, that we've seen. So I do like the over there. I have a hard time going one way because I could see Ball State saying, you know what, screw this. We're just going to come out and, and compete and and, and hang in there by 10 or 11, you know. But Buffalo, I think the books have had a hard time putting a good number on Buffalo this year as far as spreads go too. But, I, you know, give me a dog here. Uh, I, I don't love it, don't like it a ton, but maybe just a, a, a little sprinkle of, of money on, on the, the dog here. No, I think it's a – listen, I can, I can totally see it. Um, like I said, Ball State just – Man, they hang around, except for that first game against Miami where literally Gabbert went out. <laughs> Miami brought in this new quarterback, and he was he was lights out. He was terrible the rest of the year. Um, I think he played yeah. three games after that. But he looked phenomenal. And then that next week, Miami just gets throttled. But, you know, that's the typical, hey, we planned all offseason for Gabbert. We know what they're going to do. New guy comes in, flip the yep. script. And they only lost by seven. So, you know, they've kept – Obviously, they've won every game since then. They've scored a crap ton of points. Um, I, you yeah. know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame you for taking the taking the dog here. But then again, you are not Mr. Mac, so good luck to you. I, uh, I leave my Mac questions to you. I'm not. Yeah. Gonna lie. <laughs> no, it's all good. All right, so Friday covered three games. Friday, 
you've got the MAC, the Pac-12, and Conference USA. All right, let's get into Saturday. And by the way, I'm not going in any particular order other than that I'm putting the crappy teams up first, and then we'll get to the fun games as we go through. Um, yeah. Sunbelt Conference, we know, uh, we know what the Raging Cajuns are. We've seen them ourselves the first game of the year. I honestly don't think that's all that helpful other than that we know that, you know, they have a pretty decent quarterback and a really good run game. I don't think anything's changed for ULL there. Coastal Carolina is a three-point favorite here. Uh, 54 and a half points is the over-under. John, what are you seeing in the Sun Belt? Man, uh, Coastal avoided a, dodged a bullet last week. Let's just start with that, with Tro- that Troy game. But We um, called it, though, man. If you remember on our podcast, I, I, I said right I played out of the it. Game, this, that's a trap. Yep. That was an easy trap. I played it and I loved it every yeah. bit of it. So um, I I do like Louisiana at plus three here. They met earlier this year as a three point game. Then yep. tough to beat a team twice in the same season, in my opinion, um, especially one as good as Louisiana. I actually might sprinkle the under 55 here too, I believe is what the line, the over underline was on that too. Um, just because, you know, these are teams that play actually decent defense. I could see this being a, a 22 to 20 kind of game or a 24, 22 game and something that keeps you even under maybe 50, 51. So um, I think it's a close game. I, I like Louisiana plus three or the under. You know, this is, this is a really tough one for me. Um, just because as a better, I have been so fortunate to have Coastal Carolina and Liberty this year. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Um, just super lucky, right? Like, I don't even I mean, I think right. they're seven and one against the spread. Coastal is uh, seven or seven and two, I think it is. They've lost a, lost a couple ATS. Um, that three points are just begging to take Coastal Carolina. Um, this game is in South Carolina at Brooks Stadium. So, um, yep. You know, I mean, this is this is a home game. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's a tough it's a tough ask for for ULL. I, I get it, yeah, and again, yeah. I think the reason I I lean nudge here a little bit to Coastal is just because you knew Troy was a trap and it was a trap. Like this team is is playing it out perfectly. Uh, three, I probably take it. Three and a half, I probably wouldn't even bet this game. But I, I hear you on the over-under. Um, for those of you who haven't watched Coastal, you just kind of bet them and done it blindly. They're basically an option team, right? I mean, they, they're they they're going to run the ball first. They've got a quarterback who doesn't make mistakes, just manages the game. He's a lot, kind of Brock Purdy-esque in what he yep. does, although they don't throw it as much. Um, I could definitely see the under. I really don't have a play other than I really nudge Carolina at three, and that's about okay. it on that game. Yeah, don't it, mind that play at all. It'll be, you know, it, it, that, to me, that'll be a fun game to watch. There, um, gosh, what time does that one go off? Is that an afternoon evening game? Is that in the middle of the day? Let's see, Coastal, two thirty. So they'll have the first round of games, and then that one, they're going to be up against Notre Dame, Clemson, uh, which is tough. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I just think that'll be a good game to watch for sure, too. Well, you just right, need the multi-TV setup. That's all. Well, come on. Who doesn't have that? It's freaking 2020. Exactly. We all got 90 TVs. All right. So Mountain West, this game is being played in a in a neutral site in Nevada. You got Boise laying seven, 55 and a half over San Jose State. 
John, anything good out of the Mountain West from your side? Haven't watched enough of them. I'm going to be 100% honest. You know, that that West Coast mountain time zone is tough on me. Um, I get to bed by 6 o'clock on Saturdays like every good person should. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I just haven't seen enough out of it. I, I guess off the top of my head, I know Boise can put up points. It's just a matter of it's a conference championship. It's in Nevada. You know, I don't. I, I don't know which way to lean on that. I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. I, I don't know that I'd put any money down either way. Yeah. I think that's probably the worst game of, of Saturday. Um, however, I've had a chance to watch this, this conference a little bit. I was focused more early uh, San Diego state. I watched a couple early games. Then I love this Nevada team and they just kind of hit the skids. I don't know how, I don't know why. Um, I was a big fan of them early. I'm going to see where we're getting the money on this game real quick. So, okay. Well, San Jose state, 60% of the bat, 73% of the money, about a 13% difference there. My nudge here was San Jose state. And really the reason being is this team has always been just God awful. Um, <laughs> yeah, always like now this is their first time in a championship game. They've been doubted and they're undefeated. Like they've gone through and kind of exercised the demon it's demons. It's a, it's one of those Cinderella seasons. I'm getting a touchdown. Uh, I may wait. I don't know where that, uh, that one opened up. Let me see on that one real quick. Um, if I could maybe wait and get even more than a touchdown, that might be worth it. Yeah. I, 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 if you can go, I mean, I know they say don't tease college football, but I mean, would, would you tease that maybe with uh, one of the non-championship Big Ten games or something like that, you know? Yeah, you could do that. It started, here's the deal, with all the money coming on San Jose State, San Jose State, the money's, the money is moving the numbers. So it started Boise at nine. Um, I'm seeing it on DraftKings uh, mm-hmm. at seven. So you've lost two points of value. I think I would take San Jose state at the seven. I'm not going to get seven and a half likely here. Um, Mm -hmm. But this team is the the team is legit. Love at their quarterback is a good football player. Um, Yeah. I mean, they, they've beaten everybody in front of them. Maybe that's about it, but that's just more of a nudge. I think, uh, I think our time is probably better spent on, uh, on other games there. Um, but yeah, San Jose state, not a bad team to watch. Um, really okay. they've got, a, they've got a good offense. Good to know. Sorry. I don't have more insight on that one. I, listen, I can't blame you. Uh, this that Nevada team, man, I was bummed. They're not in this. They were good. They've got a great receiver in dudes. Uh, he'll be a pro prospect. You watch that kid. He is awesome. He's, he reminds me of a, a DK Metcalf. Um, oh all right. AAC. This is a home game for Cincinnati. Uh, you have the Bearcats laying 14. The over-under is at 45. All right, Cincinnati, they feel like they've been shut out of this. You know, nobody likes them. They've got the easy chip on their shoulder here, John. What are you looking at in the AAC? I think Cincinnati comes out and tries to just kill Tulsa by five touchdowns and and so I, I do like Tulsa or I like Cincinnati in this game I'm sorry I do like Cincy I know Tulsa's still kind of riding that momentum they've had a good season by all means great defensive team uh watched them that week one against Oklahoma State haven't had a chance to watch a ton of them since but um I think it's a good thing for Cincy that they didn't have to play them back-to-back weeks 
probably a little bit of gamesmanship there. But I like Cincy to, to cover that spread just because they're going to look to make that statement to the college football playoff committee saying, leave us out, we dare you. And, right. and, and that's kind of where that mentality comes from with me. Yeah, I think there's some good storylines like this. You know, you have um, you have that with San Jose State too. Not leave this out, I dare you, but you have these teams that are really doing things that they're not accustomed to having have done before. Uh, right. Here's another one of them. The cool thing I like here about Cincinnati, uh, I'm going to agree with you here on a like. I like Cincinnati at 14. Um, I like the over as well. 45 just seems low. I think Cincinnati wants to come out and absolutely boat race. And Tulsa starts slow. Uh, they seem to have done this all year. They start slow. So I'd even look at Cincinnati in the first half. I think you can get that. If I, Last time I checked, that was under a touchdown. Um, I'd look at playing that first half number as well. But looking at the second half, then I look for, oh, gosh, we're not going to hit our over-under, you know, it's 17 nothing. We're looking at 34. <laughs> Tulsa will come back in the second half. Um, They've scored, Tulsa scored uh, 19, 24, 19, 30, 28, 34, 42, 34. You tell me 45? Like, yeah. what's going on here? And you've got Cincy that's gone 36, 55, 38, 49, 42, 28. I don't know what's going on. This is very similar to this 41 number, 42. Um, I like Cincy at home. I like the over in this game. Yeah, over seems to make the most sense. I mean, it's not like Cincinnati is some world-beating, you know, defensive team from what I've seen this year either. You know, they're letting teams score a little bit on them. So, it's – again, if they put up 28, you only need, you know, 20 from from Tulsa. That's not yeah. asking too much there. I mean – They've done it all year. Yep. They've done it all year. First half line is seven and a half. I think that hook is absolute crap. That is BS. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Because you'll see in my Alabama game why I think that that line is absolute BS. But they're, you know, I'll have to see. If I get it at seven, I'd like it a whole lot more. Um, but DraftKings has this uh, at seven and a half in the first half. I'm still going to say that I like it. I like the first half bet there. I would say I don't like it as much as I like Cincy and the over uh, yeah. in that game. All right. Sure. We're into the big, the big boys. <laughs> the fun ones. Big 10, Northwestern, Ohio State. Line now, it's come down a little bit. Uh, Northwestern Good. looks like they're getting some love. I want to see where those numbers are. I'll look at that while I kind of get your take. Uh, Ohio State is, is minus 20 and a half on DraftKings. Over-unders at 57. All right, John, think, let's say you. I, I like Northwestern to cover that. Just based off of what we've seen Ohio State do against ranked teams this year, the one ranked team they've played in Indiana, that game was really close um, up to the bitter end, basically. And so I, I like Northwestern here to cover. Pat Fitzgerald has too much time to prep for this team. Um, and, and he's not going to let his team come out flat like they did, say, against Michigan State or something like that. So I, I like Northwestern here to cover. I'm sure that's going to be a public pick, too. Uh, big public. No, play, but no, you got, really. you got 62% of the bets on Ohio state, 81% of the money. It's all, all right. Buckeyes. So double down. I, that might make it a love for Northwestern for me. I, I just don't think that their defense lets this game get, get out of hand by three touchdowns. 
Yeah, I, I would say you had that uh, – Northwestern just had that flute game. At, at Michigan State was a flute team this year. Yeah. Um, they would show up, they wouldn't show up. They would show up, they wouldn't show up. Um, I thought they had a really nice win at Iowa, obviously from the Iowa team that we all know. Uh, yep. That's a good football team, and I know they're Iowa's kryptonite. Um, they've played pretty much close all year. Uh, when I look at Ohio State, like I remember, I remember the Rutgers game. I remember the Indiana game because they were both at home, and they gave up. Uh, I want to make sure I just read this correctly. <clears throat> they gave up thirty-five points to Indiana, and twenty-seven yep. points to Rutgers. <laughs> yeah, I know everybody thinks Indiana's. Oh, the guys, they're okay. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't think they were that. I think they were better than they have been. Yeah. I don't think they were all that good. Let's put it this way. First game of the year, Ohio State gave up 17 points to Nebraska. <laughs> they, you Scary, know, isn't it? Yeah. they. I mean, they blew out Michigan State. Again, Michigan State wins the week before versus Northwestern. They go home and they get smoked by 40. Uh, yeah. This Ohio State team, to me, John, it, you know, having won a ton of money on them the year before, where I thought with, with Chase Young, and obviously we're seeing what he's doing in the NFL – I thought yeah. this team last year was one of the best teams I've ever I'd ever seen because defensively and offensively they were very um, they were dominant and they their efficiency ratings had them as one of the best teams ever. This year Alabama is actually better than that, which yeah. we'll get to. But I just don't think Ohio State is the team everybody wants them to be. And I hate betting this way, so I'm not going to put a lot on it. But um, <clears throat> I don't want Ohio State to win. <laughs> yeah, no? you got that personal twist to it, don't you? A little I mean, bit. With I, if, you, if you want Iowa State to get into the playoff, all you Cyclone fans watching this right now, you're going to want Ohio State to lose to Northwestern, right. along with one other outcome we'll talk about in just a second, I'm sure, with the ACC. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I just think it's this is this is the biggest BS situation of the year. The Big Ten yeah. and what they did at the beginning of the year, they quit early. They shouldn't have. They should have waited. They've only played five games. You can't – I mean, you can't really well, – it's just not fair. And let's be honest, the Big Ten is not good. I Like, I've been saying this a, a little bit as of late. I have a hard time saying Ohio State's a top-four team just because the rest of the conference has been dog crap. You know, yeah. it's they've they've had – they have what four teams over 500 this season out of 14. Are you kidding me? Like, I'm sorry. Ohio state hasn't dominated every team week in and week out. Like you'd expect a top four team to do like we've seen Alabama do this year. Yeah. I'm not, so. uh, they haven't played since the fifth. Of, I mean, I get it. Like, yep. And I said the words, it's not fair. That sounds so stupid. <laughs> but, but it's not fair. It's just not fair, John. Now, I just <laughs> I've liked Buckeye teams in the past. I I don't like this team. Now, however, they went out and beat Northwestern 52 to 3 last year, you know, 45-24. But a couple of years prior to that, they were pretty close. I just a little nudge for me, Northwestern, just because I I can't bet Ohio State this year. I, <laughs> Can't do it. And that's probably – this is the game with the most dichotomy in terms of um, offenses, uh, for sure, and that's why that number's high. Um, yeah. Let's move on to the SEC. We've got Florida playing Bama. Bama's laying 17. 
Over-under is the highest total of the championship games at 74 and a half. What are you looking at here, John? I think that uh, spread might be a little inflated just because of what Florida did last week against LSU. Um, I, I, you know, I think Florida probably overlooked the Tigers a little bit, knowing that they were getting Bama this week. I, I think Florida probably covers this is probably a two touchdown game, but I don't know that it gets above that 17 half the hook kind of there. Uh, you know, if it's a two touchdown and a field goal game, wouldn't shock me, but that extra half point is what keeps me uh, thinking Florida right here. Yeah. I, listen, I'm going to, um, I, I, I would was thinking maybe you were kind of on the side of where, where people were th- angling here, but this game opened at 14 it's up to 17 uh, on DraftKings. Um, Alabama's taking 85% of the bets and 71% of the money. <laughs> that tells you a lot right there. Crazy. Like, I I don't mind fading the public on certain things. I don't think college. I think it's more of an NFL thing. Um, I love Alabama here. I think, uh, I think Alabama absolutely houses these guys. I love them in the first half. That's minus eight and a half. So yeah. that's why I said that seven and a half number in Cincinnati was kind of BS because <laughs> you can get eight and a half on a 17 and a half point game. Um, I like both of those bets. In fact, I probably love just Alabama overall. Um, like I said, watching this team and comparing them to the Ohio state team of last year, which Ohio state got beat by Clemson. Don't get me wrong. Yep. Um, these guys are head and shoulders above everybody else and that's Notre Dame that's Clemson that's Ohio State anybody else you want to put up there um, they're efficient they are so fast their defense has gotten considerably better over the course of the year and that's not a good thing when it comes to Alabama Um, Florida may have overlooked and that weather was crap and what have you but um, they were playing a pretty bad LSU team (laughs) <laughs> we know what Bama already did to them <laughs> yeah. this yeah. year. Um, I think I think 17 and a half to me, I, I'd take it at that. Maybe up to probably anything under 21, I'm betting this okay. game. I just think – I think Alabama's going to crush them. I, I, I still I, on DraftKings. Yeah, and I, and I get that angle. I think that – Part of me is just like Bama knows they've got the number one locked up regardless. They do. They get up a couple of scores. They say, guys, we don't really need to – I mean, we'd love to break Florida, don't get me wrong, but do we really need to risk anything after the first half when we're up 14 or 17 and our number twos are better than their number ones anyway? So, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, there, there's a possibility of that. I know that's me probably overthinking everything like most typical betters probably do. <laughs> No, but I like it. That's a really good angle, right? They they get out front. That's why I put – I love the first half number, minus yeah. eight and a half. I, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if they're up 21 at half. I mean, Yeah, they, there you go. Could, there you go. You know. That's what I was thinking. 24-7 to me makes sense. You know, they go out and win this thing 45-17. Yeah. You know, uh, 28-7 at half. They win it uh, 46-17, something like that. But I don't – Yep. I don't. I don't see Florida scoring um, twenty-eight points, and that gives me trust in that Bama can score on that floor. If if LSU can score on them, Bama can too. Yep. <clears throat> and this Devonte kid, man, he's come out of nowhere in the Heisman run. What a stud! Wow, fun <laughs> <laughs> to watch. Yeah. What is what? Do you, off top, off topic. Do you know his Heisman odds right now? 
Um, let's see if we Does can. Does DraftKings do Heisman odds? I'm going to see if they do. Let's go to. Uh, it's a really good call. I heard someone saying he was. He was in first for. Let's see if they do anything. A to Z Sports. College football. I wonder if they do like futures and stuff. No. Sorry, now I just got all of our viewers off on a side tangent here. So no, but I know he's he's jumped into the lead. Like he is he is yeah. leading uh leading the race there. I've never been kind of that kind of better, but um I mean look for that guy to get a touchdown one way or another, non-offensive. Um <laughs> yeah. You know, there's seven points right there. Florida's not getting back. All right. So uh like it? Hey, we're, we can be on different sides. That's good. All right, two games left, Josh. Yep. My two favorite games, even though I like all these games, these are my favorites. Let's go to the ACC. Clemson laying 10.5 on DraftKings right now, over under at 60.5. Obviously, uh, uh, we've seen this game before in South Bend. Let me know what you're thinking about this, John. Do you, do you, I, I don't think Trevor Lawrence and – a neutral site make this a 10 and a half point game. I mean, yeah. I get, I get the love for Clemson, but Clemson this year, in my opinion, is, is not the same Clemson we saw last year. Their offense is really good. Defense is okay. You know, better than most, but they're not the defense that was dominant the years past. And, and so I like Notre Dame here at plus 10 and a half. Uh, I, I don't think the Irish allow themselves to be blown out. I think they'd rather have the two seed, even though it's not going to matter whether the two or the three, they don't want to be the four. And I think that's what kind of plays into this. They're a lock in my opinion, but I think this is a touchdown game. Um, I Does Clemson win? Probably, but I don't think it's by more than a, by more than seven. Yeah. I hate to feel like I'm, you know, listen, I've got some, I've got some Homer in me. Um, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I, I grew up sitting sit next to my dad in the, in the chairs, watching Notre Dame games my entire life. Um, Notre Dame's getting 59% of the money or bets 71% of the money. Okay. Um, this game opened at seven and a half and is now up to 10 and a half. So a little bit skeptical just because you have reverse line movement. Um, that, you know, there's some, there's some big money that's on Clemson. Um, but I'm with you. I think, uh, gosh, darn, I can't even think of their linebackers name, Saluski, Salkuski, whatever his name is. I know he wasn't in the first game. Trevor wasn't in the first game, but I've said this before on this pod quarterback play wasn't the issue for Clemson. It just wasn't in that first game. Notre Dame was just a better team. Um, Clemson had a great comeback, obviously. It was a phenomenal football game, one of the best of the year. I just don't think, like you, that 10 and a half is there. The reason I don't love this is because of the way this money has fallen. Um, There's just something not right about it uh, because it's almost almost too easy. But I usually have a pretty good feel on Notre Dame. I'd say I probably go 70-some percent betting on them this year. Um, and pretty much every year, um, I, I'm, I'm liking them getting 10 and a half points. It just seems to make sense. And I really like this football team. I just think Ian book to me, he looks a lot like, a, a um, he and Brock Purdy remind me of the same kind of quarterback. 
They're very good yeah. at throwing the ball, but they can get out of the pocket and run. Ian Book is sneaky, a good runner, kind of like kind of like Trevor Lawrence. I would say yeah. somebody's going to get a steal with him in the NFL in the draft. Um, and yeah. he's a winner, man. He's the winningest quarterback Notre Dame's ever had. That's a big deal. Um, Brian Kelly, last three years, has really become a different man. I just kind of like where this team is. Uh, so I'm, I'm betting Notre Dame regardless, but that sneaky yeah. line movement, I'm not going to be surprised if something's happening that, that we don't know about. For sure. And I think the only counter to us is Clemson can't afford to lose if they want to be in the playoffs. So that's, you know, where they want to try and make that statement, but I still don't think that's worth 10 and a half. Yeah. And it's, you know, listen, Notre Dame, there's a lot in the storyline. They're not even in the ACC. What the hell are they doing? You know, we can't let them win. They're coming down South to play us. Notre Dame's performed very poorly in these types of situations before, Um, you know, but also in the past, they would win a big game and go play BC and lose. They didn't this year. They freaking house BC. That game was over early. Um, Just seems like a different season to me for Notre Dame. And, and uh, definitely. I'm going to ride with them. My money's going on them. It's just not going to be a huge play. That's going to be a yep. phenomenal. That's a great freaking game to watch. It's yes, it's it probably is. the best game without my bias. <laughs> what bias? What bias do you have there? Tom? Yeah, it's all around this conference they call the Big 12, where there's only 10 teams. So we got and Oklahoma. You can't get no respect. Yeah, and come you can't on. get no respect. <laughs> Did you see uh, there was some good stuff going on Twitter today with uh, – with the mayor and Iowa state won all these, you know, coach of the year, defensive player of the year, offensive player. They just swept it all. It bears like, and everybody's telling me this team's no good. <laughs> it was awesome. True. Chris Felica, Chris Felica's like, he has passed. I hate to say this Fran, but he's passed Fran for Schilla. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Definitely. I mean, he's now the guy that everybody loves around college football, especially around the uh, neck of the woods of Ames. So yeah, big time, big time. He's a friend he, up he, there. Free meal at Hickory Park anytime for the Bear. Read my mind. <laughs> All right, Oklahoma, minus five and a half on DraftKings. Over-under is 57 and a half. Um, gosh, I thought this would be lower. Like, Chris was right. I thought I was right. Uh, I thought this would be more like three, three and a half. Came out at six. What are you thinking, John? I I think I like ISU at five and a half. Um, or, to me, it's just that that feel of, and I'm not saying this is a homer to save my neck for viewers. It's strictly because OU's played what one game in the last month. I mean, you can't tell me like, yes, they're well rested, but we just saw what Iowa state did to a team that had three weeks off before they played them. There's going to be some rust there. Um, Iowa state with two weeks to prepare for anybody is a dangerous thought. Tom Manning is going to have this, this team buzzing and John Haycock on defense is going to have something dialed up that, that Spencer Rattler's never seen before. So, um, you know, it's hard to beat a team twice in the same season. This is going to be a great battle, great game. But I like ISU to cover the plus five and a half. All right. Well, I would like them to cover five and a half. Um, I, obviously, I knew they'd be a dog. Um, yeah. You know, my heart, my heart is obviously with ISU. If I take that, if I take the glasses off and I just look at this game, um, knowing what's happened, I'm still betting the Cyclones. <laughs> look at that acting. Still look betting the Cyclones. Me. No, you listen, come on. Like Matt Campbell's owned this number against Oklahoma. We're again, we're one of those stories. Like 
you know, never been here before. Typically, we've flamed out and not done it. Damn it, if we shouldn't have beat Oklahoma State, like, you know, I, Sally's good and all. I mean, he's good. He's a good kicker. I, he's a kid. I don't want to disparage him. But if he was on, I mean, if he was just kicking normally, those weren't hard field goals. We beat that. We win that game. We have one loss. Like, this is a really good football team playing yeah. another really good football team. And Chris said it last week, because and he took words right out of my mouth. Oh, well, Iowa State's gotten better. And so has Iowa State. They've gotten better throughout the year. And their defense, that three-man front drop eight, is exactly the kryptonite that drives these offenses crazy. Same thing in the NFL. If you can do it well like Haycock can, I would be surprised if he doesn't get an NFL job. Like, to solve the way quarterbacks are going to be going forward, that defense, what it wants you to do is it wants to compress the field. So you can move it. You can chip. You can do this. But once that field's compressed, you can't beat a a 3-4. It's too. Right. It's a lot harder for these quarterbacks. So now, if you have a if you have a guy like uh, Lamar Jackson who's faster than lightning, that's different. Um, yeah. But man, this is going to be a hell of a football game. I think it's going to be a close football game. Uh, I'm with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna take ISU. Uh, I'm not going to say that I love it. It's my favorite bet because it's not. But I do like this bet. Um, yep. I have no clue how this thing is going to go on the over under. I really don't. Because um, it could go either way. I could see it going either way. Like either it's it's under and you know it's under, or it's over and you know it's over. And I'd also say, you may know early. Like Iowa State, they're down early. You know they're coming back. They're coming. I mean, plain and simple. Yeah. They did it the first meeting. I mean, back in October, they were down a couple scores, and they they said, you know what, the hell with that. We're gonna go get back our get our asses back in the game, and then we're gonna go win it. And I mean, that's that's a killer instinct that has lacked at Iowa State for so long, and it's something great to see. I will say this. Oklahoma and Spencer Rattler scare me in the sense that he can scramble, yeah. but this defense is such a bend-don't-break defense. Like, I can't stress that enough. I, how many times have we seen a team get to the red zone and then they can't move the ball anywhere because you've got eight in coverage and your front three are penetrating. You know, it's just – it's impossible. So, um, Oklahoma is going to get their points, but their defense is not a world-conquering defense that has strained every offense in the league this year. You know, I think I think Iowa State gets after it. I think Brock Purdy is 100% healthy. Um, and, and I think it really, again, comes down to Brees Hall. If he can get his 100 yards rushing – where this team can get their legs going on the ground and avoid the special teams gaffes. That's the only area that concerns me with Iowa State truly is special teams, but they've cleaned it up quite a bit as of late. So, um, you know, what it boils down to is execution and and not and winning in the margins, as Coach Campbell likes to tell us in those post-game press conferences, and this team's certainly done that all season. Yeah, that's a really good call. Like, thinking about Brees, too, and I know we're spending a little bit more time, but this is the most important game. You know, I got to think they're going to come out there looking to stop Brees Hall. And and there was a – I can't remember what game it was. I think it was Baylor or Kansas State. <clears throat> they when, – when Purdy was getting out on the RPO and actually keeping the ball, that mm-hmm. just flummoxed – I think it was Kansas State because we ended up yeah. – yeah, because that was 45 nothing. Yeah. It freaked him out. Like, all of a sudden, if he can do that, like if I see that early on, I'll know, like yeah. – it doesn't matter. You can try to stop Brees, but he starts doing that. 
Dude, game yeah. over. Because then they're going to be then they're going to be guessing and quote unquote seeing ghosts on offense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you look at the respect Iowa State's got. We've covered the last six, I think. We've been twenty-one yeah. point dogs, thirty-one point dogs, eighteen point dogs, fourteen point dogs, seven point dogs, <laughs> five point dogs. Vegas knows Iowa State, um, yeah. so it gives me. And we know we beat them last year. I mean, that was BS. We won three out of the last four in my mind. Um, yeah, let's let's take this as the underdog. Go yeah. in and make some history again. It's a life. Spr- it's sprinkle of- some money line in there too if you're feeling it. I mean, I was going to go not? back to that. Yep. No, I was going to go back to that. If you looked at these games, I think my favorite money line play, John, out of all of these, is going to be Notre Dame. Um, yeah. Getting ten and a half, and I'll give you that number. Do you are you kind of looking at it that way? Do you have a a favorite money line bet if you were going to lay it? Yeah, I mean, I, to me, it'd, it'd probably be like a Louisiana uh, okay. or a Notre Dame. I mean, I know Louisiana's odds aren't going to pay you as much as a Notre Dame here, but, um, you know, I just I, – I, again, I go back to beating a team twice in the same season is really hard to do. So my money line would be there on Louisiana, possibly on, you know, uh, possibly in Iowa State, but I, I like the five-and-a-half on Iowa State better than a money line here. Yeah, I do too. Let me find that Louisiana. Notre Dame is plus 275 on the money line. Uh, let's see. Where's my ULL? ULL, you get plus 118, which is kind of crappy for three points. Yeah, that's that's rough. So, I mean, if you're looking for your best bang for your buck, Notre Dame's definitely the play there uh, just because they have beaten Clemson this year. But, you know, maybe a little parlay with, with a money, small money yeah. line parlay or something like that. Notre Dame and, and Louisiana or Notre Dame and ISU or Louisiana and ISU, wherever you want to go there. Um, you don't need to go crazy with it by any means, but I don't mind a little two game parlay there. No, like it. Like for instance, Oregon is, is plus one twenty three at the three and a half number. Yeah. It's, you know, granted there's going to be an upset somewhere. I would also look yeah. at San Jose state. Um, yeah. That plus one ninety five, uh, get the seven points there. I think uh, I think there's some value in there's value in Ohio, Iowa State, ULL, San Jose State, Notre Dame, um, in those numbers. All right, cool, John. As we wrap up, obviously this is a this is a big weekend. Maybe give us a uh, a quick rundown of of what you got going on down there in Dallas. Yeah, just uh, getting down there later today, and then we'll have live coverage all day Friday. We've got a half-hour pregame show Saturday morning on uh, We Are Iowa. So not only will be on our channel, but streaming online as well. It is Cyclone-centric. I talked with Brees Hall's high school football coach about his rise. Um, We've got a a deep dive into Matt Campbell a little bit. Plus, I talked with Todd Blythe and Marchie Murdoch, some former players, about what this means to them. Because, you know, let's be honest, this doesn't happen without some of those guys that lay the groundwork over the last 20 years. So um, some really interesting aspects of their lives right now. They say being a fan is much more stressful than being a player, which does not shock me by any means for those guys, but some really fun stuff there and, and unique coverage. You know, Brad, our meteorologist, is a huge Iowa State fan. They'll have a socially distanced watch party we'll be live from as well. So a lot of good stuff. And of course, Cyclone Nation going to show up as much as they can this week too. We'll highlight that. So, yeah, give us a good feel of that. I'd really be interested to see kind of granted you can't all go to the game, but maybe what it's like, because we know how we've traveled in the past and you know, where we go, I've got to think there's going to be some stuff around the periphery of, you know, Jerry world with, uh, 
the uh, Texas the Live team. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Texas yeah. Live down there. I mean, you got the new ballpark, all that. But um, me as a Dallas Cowboys fan, too. I'm yeah. loving the fact I get to go see Jerry's World for the first time. So that's that's a bucket list item for me. Well, it's great to have you, my friend. Good to actually meet you. You and I have met through yeah. Twitter. I've done this with quite a few people uh, since doing this. This is not obviously my vocation, so I respect what you do. Um, but also, it just goes to show that, um, you know, you can do anything you want to put your mind to. And, and obviously, it's really cool to connect in our community with people that, um, enjoy the aspect of gambling. And, and now that it's legal, it's not this evil thing. You wear the scarlet letter on your chest. It's actually can be fun and recreational. Obviously you can get the wrong way. So if anybody needs help, 1-800-BETS-OFF is Iowa, uh, how you can, but uh, we're trying to make the best of this and, and having people like you, John, as a part of it and part of the sports community is, is awesome for us. So thank you for taking the time to do it, my friend. Appreciate it. You guys do a great job. Love being on. Always feel free to call me if you need an extra specialty plug or something like that. Yeah, we'll do. Chris may be on the outs. Uh, I'll have to talk to him after this. <laughs> All right. <He's, laughs> I mean, Landjet might just take him over full time. So that's we'll right. That. You can't, you, you know, they should have free Wi-Fi. You think he would have figured something out in that thing. Right. No kidding. <laughs> well, safe, safe travels, John. Uh, we'll be looking for it. Um, uh, make sure you can follow that. You can do that. What is that going to stream to on like Facebook and Twitter? Yeah, it'll be streaming. So weareiowa.com is the best place. We'll have links on our Facebook and Twitter as well. So Perfect. Check that out, guys. John will have some great coverage. Uh, again, Drive Safe Fanatics, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I'm going to be uh, a homer here and say definitely enjoy the slate of football games. Um, it's going to be a big deal if Iowa State wins. I think the rest of the day, uh, the, the people will be wearing those. I'd be afraid to be a beer in Iowa right now, T-shirts. Uh, if they do win because there's going to be a run on Bush lights, but have a great weekend, John and fanatics. Remember DraftKings Sportsbook at wild Rose up in Jefferson, get up there and I will try all I can to get, uh, get a watch party or something going on as we get into bowl games and NFL championship week. So take care everybody. Good luck and go Cyclones.